This is Nuance Radio. Now, here's some other fun, interesting... Oh my gosh, how many times am I going to say the word interesting? I don't know, but it's interesting. Nuance Radio invites you to join the conversation that has come to be known as One Bloke Went to Mo. Welcome, welcome. This is One Bloke Went to Mo. My name's not important. With me is Victoria. Victoria, how are you? I'm doing pretty good today. Yes, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I've got a, well, I did have a touch of the heebie-jeebies today, as, oh. you, as you called it, which uh, <laughs> is, is a great phrase. The heebie-jeebies. I'd forgotten that one, yeah. Hmm. But it's when, um, so I was cleaning some books and organizing some stuff and dusting and uh, fell into one of these uh, big cobwebs and, um, <laughs> and had, well, had it like brush against the back of my neck. And then forever today, I've just been feeling like there's a spider on me. And uh, that's what I mean by the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, you didn't so. like that feather coming past you, did you? <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I thought it was a spider for a minute. It, it looked just a like a spider. Fe- In my defense, it did look like a spider running towards me. And you went, ooh. <laughs> I was like, not again. It's like, that's a feather. <laughs> I've been bitten by a spider. So have I. Know, uh, once. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, coming up, we have some local news from West Plains and also from my hometown of Lydney and uh, Gloucestershire, surrounding area. Weather today has been in the uh, high 80s, 87. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, going to be a cool 65 tonight. So Don't we have the nice. wildest temperature ranges here? <laughs> it's like it's almost 90. It's going to be in the 60s tonight. Yeah. Uh, over in England, it's a little cooler. Um Around about 77, 78, that kind of temperature during the day. So that's very nice. Although they are expecting another heat wave like they had a couple of weeks ago. And I thought it was funny because the Met office over there described it as a large plume of hot air that is going to be coming up from Spain. A large plume. I mean, that's a pretty large plume, isn't it? A country-sized plume. Anyway, so look out for that. Uh, they, they they were saying that the temperatures were going to get hotter this weekend, which makes sense, of course, because it's Glastonbury. Um, <laughs> so that's always, you know, it's either extremely hot or it just rains the whole time. So um, It's like that sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they've been seeing that, but um, that, that's to be expected, isn't it? You get a lot of hot weather and then eventually you get some thunderstorms. Yeah. Nothing as bad as... Uh, up in Scotland the other night, though, did you see that? The, you uh, <laughs> you mentioned about a downpour during one of the games, and yeah, they were they, trying to squeegee the field. Yeah, they're basically squeegeeing the field. And they, <laughs> they played for, I don't know, like 10 minutes or so, and Scotland scored, and then they came off, and they tried to get back on, and uh, eventually, about an hour and a half later, they actually started playing. So oh, wow. by the time they were finished, people were leaving early, not because they didn't, you know... Uh, love it that Scotland won the game 2-0, but just because it was so late at night already. Yeah, you know, late at night, poured rain. Got to get up in the morning, yeah. Everybody's so. probably soaking wet. 
Anyway, I, I have a, a little secret affinity for Scotland, you know, because my, <laughs> my mother's family apparently is Scottish, even though she was born in Wales. So I don't know. You know, it's like when I was a kid, I loved Liverpool soccer team and I loved uh, Scotland rugby team. I, that's weird, right? But it's just, I don't know. I like the way they played. They had a sort of spirit to them. All right, so, then. I yeah. mean, that's all you really need. Just enjoy it. Uh, I had a... A Scotland rugby top, I remember that. Navy blue, so maybe that's where my love of navy comes from. There you go. I do have a lot of navy. You do have a lot of navy clothes. <laughs> it's just like, I don't think I've seen you wear any other color shirt. No. <laughs> it's always blue. I used to have some white t-shirts as well, but they got thrown in with the navy ones. <laughs> It changed colors. And then, they, and then they came out sort of Man City light blue, so I had to throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are you talking about this week? Well, I'm going to talk about a creepy crawly and some West Plains stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, so. a creepy crawly. That could be like one of millions. hundreds. Of, yeah, yes. one of millions. So. A specific okay. one that makes mm. people nervous, more nervous than they should, and it's scorpions. Ah, scorpions, yes. yes. So, I mean. Awesome. I've run into a few here in Missouri. I have yet to see any in Missouri yet. Yeah. Uh, I have in Florida, of course, mm -hmm. and Georgia, but none here. I remember when we lived at Grandma's out in the country, we lived in the basement, and she was always on to us, like, if you're going to put your boots on or shoes, you know, make sure you shake them out first because there might yeah. be a little scorpion in there. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's always and that. And it happened. It was true, yeah. <laughs> I came across a couple of them. Yeah. Aww. Uh, yeah, I know. Cute little things, aren't they, Some really? of them can be very small and cute. They no are. lie. Some yeah, can the, be very cute. The ones I remember were, I don't know, what's that, four inches, something like that? You know. Oh, I meant like teeny tiny, like 33 millimeters kind of small. Oh Not goodness. 33, three millimeters small. Three millimeters? Yeah, eighth of an inch. Oh, my goodness. I think that's about as big as that particular one gets. Wow. Teeny little guys. Okay. Well, more on that later, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, thought for the day, um, I've not really got anything like philosophical, um, but I did find this did find this really nice article about the top 10 yoga places in Gloucestershire. Okay. And I wanted to share those and talk a little bit about yoga. All right, <laughs> so, yoga. Uh, no expert, but um, yes, some a few thoughts on that. You know, I've taken yoga classes before. Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was very nice. Yeah? Yes. Actually oh. here locally in West Plains. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say to you before we get into the news is... You, I thank you for having such a good eye for plants because since you've been coming over here and we occasionally walk down to feed the chickens or walk around the uh, house, you have a really good eye for all the different plants and stuff. And you've managed to identify, um, what is it, like four or five wild grapevines that, that are growing here, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. And interestingly, the one right outside the front of the house, um, that vine, it seems like it's growing like a couple of inches every day. Aggressively. Very aggressive. It was it was nowhere a few weeks ago, and now it's up to about six foot uh, on the, the tree. Heat. It's the heat. Oh, they like the heat, do they? Yes. Yeah, okay. Some species of grapes really like it hot. That's why it does well in California. Oh, okay. Yes, California, when it's not in a drought, has kind of like a Mediterranean-ish 
mm-hmm. kind of climate. Yeah. And I've never been to the Mediterranean, but I do believe it's pretty warm there. Yeah, it is. But also you've got that nice cooling breeze mm-hmm. off, the, off the sea. So. And they probably have that uh, from the Pacific as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think just from the shape of your property and everything, mm. you get nice breezes. So they're probably getting everything that they want. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's also, it says something about my policy of not mowing too much. Um, and it's specifically, actually, I wanted to say, I try to not go too close to the trees because all the interesting stuff that happens on this property seems to be at the base of trees. Oh, like yeah. those wild grapes, for example. And then uh, around some of the other trees, I've got these uh, black, black cherry trees growing. Yeah. And I don't have any black cherry trees on the property, like I've said. And uh, so my guess is they're being brought in by squirrels. Birds or squirrels. Birds or squirrels. Yeah. And then they're eating the cherry and dropping the nuts. Yeah. Oh, um, remember we found, well, I spotted some of those little uh, juniper or pine trees trying to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a ton of those and the blackberries. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the blackberries should be coming up mm-hmm. soon. We should go and check on those. Yes. All right. Well, um, let's have a look at the UK news. Like I mentioned, they are uh, got Glastonbury going on at the moment. Uh, our foreign correspondent, Julian, he's not going to Glastonbury, uh, as he mentioned, because it's become too commercialized, but he is off to the Bristol Sounds Festival, which is going on uh, Friday and Saturday. Well, it's actually going on Thursday through Sunday, but the main two days are Friday and Saturday. On Friday, they've got James headlining, and on Saturday, they have the Levelers. So, I mean... It's just like it was 1988 all over again. (laughs) It really is. Time has stood still. I don't know. Yeah, and there obviously is a lot of other bands, and I've never heard the names of them, and uh, probably will never listen to their music. But um, (laughs) I'm sure they're all excellent, and I hope everyone has a great time. Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I did read, though, that the tickets for the Friday night are pretty much sold out. That's the, the James night, so... Um, I expect if you're going, you've already got tickets. And if you don't have tickets, you probably weren't thinking of going anyway. So, um, Oh, there's another uh, festival going on. And um, this one is up in Nailsworth. And you might like this. It's a transport festival. It's happening uh, this Sunday on the 25th. And it'll feature, you know, cars from the 1920s, vintage cars, electric cars, electric bikes. Yeah, and I like um, all of those things. And I don't know. Did you ever see a comedy called Red Dwarf? No. Never come across that. Okay, I'm gonna have to educate you on that one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was from back in the 80s. Anyway. It was like um, three guys, you know, lost in space, and <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, very, um, I don't know. It was a, a definitely a cult, cult classic. Uh, okay. And one of the one of the characters was an android, and uh, the actor Robert Llewellyn, Robert Llewellyn, look you. He was uh, <laughs> uh, he was. Um, he played the part of the android. He's going to be at this Nailsworth Transport Festival. Oh, okay. So I guess, you know, what 
is it 40 years on he's still milking the fact that he was in some <laughs> comedy <laughs> who knows if he's going to be wearing the funny head that he had to wear as the android i don't he know should. probably he should yeah shouldn't he yeah but um uh, yeah it looks like a great festival especially for all you gearheads so you call it a gearhead <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, that goes on from 10.30 in the morning till 6.30 this Sunday. Um, I love the name Nailsworth as well. Nailsworth is pretty cool because you know what? <laughs> Cars don't like nails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was nice. Over in Yates near Bristol, firefighters were called out to rescue a little Jack Russell. Yeah, Aww, little Jack Russell Terrier. I love those little uh, nose breakers. He was trapped in a car. Oh. I guess someone had got out of the car <laughs> and, you know, locked it by accident. Accident. Um, it must have been still running because the AC was on apparently. Okay. So he wasn't in any immediate danger. Um, but anyway, the firefighters came and uh, jimmied the lock as they do. Okay, good deal. In. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible now, but <laughs> Go ahead. did I ever tell you that uh, we did the same thing with Abbott? Oh, no. <laughs> we we drove down to the, I remember it was down by the um, US Cellular store, just yeah. across from Sonic. Yeah. And so we drove up there, got out of the car, and it was still running. You know, it was hot, you know, and the AC was still on. Abbott is probably like three years old. He's still in the back seat with, um, you know, like clunk, clunk, what is it? Safe, um, yeah, the, seat belted in. Yeah. Um, he, up until that point, he'd never got himself out of his straps before. Obviously, as soon as we realized what we'd done, we called the insurance company. They called the um, locksmith. Yeah. Right. Uh, there was one available in Willow Springs, I remember. Uh, which is about half an hour away. Yeah. So we were thinking, oh, great, we've got to be here for half an hour like dummies <laughs> standing outside of this car that is running with our, like, three-year-old boy <laughs> in the back. <laughs> but you know what? I We, we kind of tapped on the window, you know, because he was looking concerned at this point. He you was know? like, uh... And, you know, I kind of gestured to him. He might, he He realized what had happened somehow and um, got himself out of the baby seat uh, and un- un- unbuckled himself, um, and then I gestured him to the front because I was trying to get him to like do the door lock. But as he was like reaching around at all the buttons, he hit the back window, uh, which was electric. Yeah. So I ran around there, <laughs> got in, and uh, opened the door. But... Oh well, that's good. I mean, y'all got that's like probably like, <laughs> one of the most wholesome. I'm lot my child's locked in a car stories. I know, but. It's so embarrassing at the time. I remember as soon as the door closed, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's that second of... That oh, no. moment of dread, oh, like, oh. <laughs> anyway, that felt therapeutic to get that out. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cute. He was trying to... He was doing his best. He was amazing. He yeah. did great. I, uh, I mentioned this story only because I just love the name of the, uh, of the shop. Uh, it's a retail store, a craft store in Chepstow called Pig and Pip. Pig and Pip. Pig and Pip, yeah, in Chepstow. Um, it won a business award. Um, apparently, do you remember we talked about the statue that they have in Chepstow that looks like a baked potato? A baked potato in, statue. Baked potato in tinfoil. 
Well, I guess in her gift shop, she got in a lot of similar um, crafts or souvenirs that look like the, the baked potato. Uh-huh. Maybe she's just been selling baked potatoes in tin foil, <laughs> putting them on a wooden plinth. I don't know. But they, <laughs> she became, apparently she became famous in the town for, you know, selling these souvenirs to go along with this uh, baked potato craze <laughs> that they have going on over there. People like silly stuff, advertisers. Yeah. Get good. <laughs> anyway, she was uh, recognized uh, in the area as, uh, you know, a uh, up-and-coming business, let's, let's say. Uh, again, there was a long list of other <laughs> ones, but I just thought that was kind of cute. Oh, and the other thing, um, have you heard of Gillian Anderson, the actress? So, yeah, Gillian Anderson, uh, she starred in The X-Files, again, back in the 80s. Who's that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Go on. Anyway. I know um, the X-Files. I okay, do know the okay, X-Files. so she was uh, probably uh, Scully. That name. Julian Anderson. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. okay. I'm anyway, she's older now and uh, was seen recently in Chepstow shooting a new movie um, with another actor called Jason Isaacs, who apparently was in the Harry... Potter movies, but I, I recognize that name. Do you? I'm yeah. not sure which one. Um, anyway, apparently the story is based on a novel about uh, an older retired couple, and um, they, for some reason, lose their home. It doesn't explain how that happens. And then he's diagnosed with some disease, and so they just set off on a walking journey around the, uh, basically, the south coast of Wales. So they go walking for a year or something like that. So, oh wow, sounds like a very romantic, you know, slightly tragic, yeah, you know, movie. Yeah. But anyway, um, anything that puts uh, Chepstow on the map, you know. There you go. Baked potatoes and uh, baked potato and statues. X Files uh, actors. So. How about West Plains? Anything going on over here? <laughs> Well, everyone should be gearing up, that's for sure. The 4th of July is coming. Oh, that's right. Yes. The tents of fireworks are popping up everywhere. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yes. So, as everyone in West Plains proper should know, I mean, you know, I know, uh, you're not supposed to set off fireworks that launch into the sky within city limits. So, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, but I've never, ever seen such a thing happen in town. So, so keep an eye out for your... Hang on. Are you being sarcastic? Oh, I'm being I'm seething with sarcasm. Okay. Right. <laughs> I ain't never seen it happen. <laughs> um, so, if you guys are wanting to see fireworks shows, keep an eye out for events that will be posted more than likely on the Civic Center website. Mm-hmm. And that being said, I... This year, I'm going to say I don't recommend launching fireworks like crazy without, um, no? I guess, fire departments nearby because of the droughts. Mm, That's right. it took me forever to say. So, you know, ex- exercise extreme caution. If you do want to play with fireworks this year, we don't want what's happened up in Canada to happen down here was that or from, in North Carolina. Was that from fireworks? I don't think it was fireworks. I'm just referencing the fires. Oh, we right, don't right. want out of control fires sweeping across here because we grow a lot of hay and mm. straw, and that burns really fast. Right, right. So, you know, as much as I love fireworks and not listening, 
two things. Um, exercise extreme caution this year. But there will definitely be fireworks shows. Houston, Missouri is actually going to be having a 4th of July parade. So okay. that's about, what, an hour away from here, half hour? Mm-hmm. So not too terribly far. And going along with the drought and everything, West Plains is asking citizens to conserve water, and they closed the splash pad. Oh, no. Yes. Now, the splash pad closing isn't just for the conserving water part. It's kind of two-pronged. Mm-hmm. We did have that boil order. Right. And the splash pad operates off that same water line. Ah. So for safety, they had to shut it down, and they're telling people to try to conserve water. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah, we did have that boil order, and I found out what happened. Mm-hmm. So the drinking water plant operators were completing a backwash on cell two. Now, I've never been in there, so I can't say exactly what cell two is. But anyway, mm-hmm. when the filter controller malfunctioned, resulting in a spike in turbidity that was over one of the NTUs, NTU standing for Nephilometric Turbidity Unit. Ah, uh, right, right. Yeah, I'm not yeah. exactly sure, but stuff in the water. Mm-hmm. The drinking water treatment plant had high turbidity reading of two. Oh. So that was just at the weir, not even when it was getting to the chlorination part of it. So it was very dangerous. So they shut down the splash pad and had the boil order. Now they're telling people to chill out with how much water they're using. Okay. You know, that might slow down the grass growth. Might not have to mow as much. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there's, there's always an upside. Don't yeah, there? let's yeah. find that upside. There's always winners and losers. Yep. Now, also, there's local blood drives that are being planned all throughout the Ozarks. Howell County's got a few. I know one happened in Houston recently. So they're slowly moving through each of the bigger cities. Okay, so also fun things that have happened in West Plains. Positive notes. I mean, the usual traffic things. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so we had a Travel the Globe at Around the World with our International Students events. Oh, right. Yeah, I believe that happened with the Missouri State University. Mm -hmm. So um, people that have come here from different countries like Brazil, Turkey. There's also like New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And um, China. Uh, I don't know if I saw any from China on here. So, yeah, they had a ton of kids, and everybody shared things about their home countries, you know, their hopes, their dreams, uh, daily life there, what Mm. they thought about traveling, and all that good stuff. There's a huge article on it on their website. Definitely go give it a read. Excellent. Oh, and uh, Little Shop of Horrors is coming out soon. Should be at this week, shouldn't it? I think it's this weekend, Mm -hmm. the 23rd. Yes. Mm -hmm. And aside from that... I'm going to leave leave it there. All right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm really interested in hearing about scorpions. Oh, let me get my book here. Are you ready for that? I am ready. I have a book. I have oh, two great. and a half pages of shenanigans for you guys on almost every line. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So I'm not going to talk about every single scorpion on the planet, clearly, but... Mm-hmm focus a lot on the North American scorpions. Okay, all right. So the ones here in North America, all of the species of scorpion that live in North America, the U.S. specifically, 
They are all nocturnal and carnivorous. Oh. That's a key word there. I did mm. not say insectivores. Right. They are carnivorous. Right. Okay. They'll try to eat you if you think it a chance. Nice. And fun fact for people who don't know this about scorpions, many scorpion owners or past scorpion owners know that if you hold a black light over them in the dark, they glow bright blue. Oh, really? All of them. Wow. Every species. And so huh. you can actually go out at night looking for them. And you can find little bright blue glows, and those are probably scorpions. Wow. Yeah, very cool. I might have to try that. I know. I want to find some here. Um, hmm. One of the common species I'll get to, but yeah. I have yet to see a scorpion here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, scorpions are also in the arachnid family, so the same as spiders and ticks. Mm, okay. Yes. They're... Their limbs are a little bit more modified than, you know, what spiders use theirs for. But anyway, mm-hmm. they're also venomous. Mm-hmm. Now, not every single scorpion is venomous, but they all have some kind of liquid defense system. Now, some actually, they don't have venom. They use acid because oh, wow. they don't have a stinging tail. Going. Yes. Very interesting. And the ones that spray acid are actually the friendliest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. Right. Yeah. Most of them have stinging tails, which is their main characteristic when people think of them, are the two big pinchers, this armored-looking little oval body, and a big curled-up tail. Mm-hmm. Now, just because a scorpion could have a thicker tail doesn't mean it's more dangerous. Okay. Most of the time, the beefier a scorpion appears to be, the lower the venom toxicity. Really? Okay. Yeah. For example, I had an emperor scorpion as a pet. Yeah. They're big, black, shiny black scorpions. They have a huge, thick tail, big shield-like pinchers. Like how big to roughly? Probably about an inch to two inches. Oh, okay. Yeah, big shields. Now, that doesn't seem big to us, but in the arachnid world, that's pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Pretty decent. And it was a cool little animal to have. He was not friendly. No. Some of some of them can be. Yeah. Emperor scorpions. Uh it's a like 50-50. You'll either uh-huh. get the sweetest one that you can carry around, great ambassador, and then you can have the ones like I did <laughs> where it would get defensive if you walked by too quickly. Oh, golly. Yeah, mine was a mine was not nice. So, here are some of the common species that are found in the United States. The first one, which is the most adorable, is the pseudo-scorpion. Mm-hmm. It's a real scorpion. It has no tail. Okay. So you'll see it has no tail. It has two little pinchers in the front. Okay. Now, this is the one that I was super fascinated with because they're tiny. Yeah. This is the three millimeter one? Yes. Okay. Eighth of an inch, three millimeters. Teeny, tiny little guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely harmless to people. They will not bother you at all. Okay. They are great for pest control, and they do have venom, but it's in their pinchers. Oh. They have venomous pinchers. Wow. So cute. Hmm. This little uh, pseudoscorpion can actually make silk as well, like a spider. Really? But not to catch prey, not hmm. to make a, a web, but to make a cocoon to stay warm. Oh. They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so in the wintertime, they make themselves a little cozy bed and go to sleep. Wow. I love them. 
Anyway, so they make a cute little cozy warm bed, and they sleep in that. Wow. And they are common in... A silk sleeping bag. I know. Mm. Cozy. Scorpion silk. But, uh, <laughs> Scorpion silk. <laughs> nice. But they are common in all of the 48 states, the lower... That would, be a, that would be an expensive yes. handkerchief, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. So, yeah, they, they're they very common. But you never see them because they're in the dirt, kind of in the leaves. You never notice them. Right. They're adorable. Now, the other one is called the northern scorpion. It's our most cold tolerant in the U.S. And it typically likes to dwell in the west-northwest part of the country. Mm-hmm. Nothing really outstanding about it as far as venom goes. Stand, you know, typical scorpion appearance. Mm-hmm. One that I've seen in the wild is the southern unstriped scorpion. Mm-hmm. They're kind of black colored. At least the one was that I saw. Yeah. Now, these guys, they have a big stinger on their body, and they like to hide in wet leaves and wood stacks. So, that's pretty common out there. All right. <laughs> I mean, I've only seen one one time. It was pretty cool. Oh, they also like to go into houses, so check your shoes. Mm-hmm. They're definitely little house guys. Now, this was the one I was mentioning earlier that sprays acid. It's not just a regular; it's regular acid. It is powerful acid, so it burns pretty bad. They have no tail. It is the giant whip scorpion. Oh, the name is more impressive than the actual critter. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they've got like these long little weird legs. They kind of are used as feelers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very strange looking. But they spray a powerful acid when they're threatened, and they're very common. A lot of people who, I guess, keep arachnids as pets, they, that's one of the favorites. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and they are common here. Now, the other one... That is probably the biggest red flag right red flag right here mm-hmm. is the Arizona bark scorpion. Okay. It's the most venomous scorpion in the United States. Yeah. What makes them kind of worse <laughs> is that they like to hang upside down. So they like to crawl into people's houses or in caves or in tunnels or anywhere and if they can get upside down that's where they're going to be. So oh. if they get freaked out, they can fall on you. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Now, to a healthy adult mm-hmm. that doesn't have any pre-existing allergies and isn't allergic to venom, won't have much of an effect from these guys. It'll probably about a 30-minute painful ordeal. However, it is very common for people to have allergic reactions to the scorpion. Mm. So it is a risk. Mm. Now, given the name, it likes the Southwest, you okay. know, where Arizona is. Yeah, yeah. So those are some of the, the more interesting ones in the U.S. Here are some other fun facts about scorpions in general. Did you know that scorpions were around long before the first dinosaurs? No. Yes. Really? By 450 million years ago, sea scorpions... Uh. existed. They're actual scorpions. And they were probably three foot or longer. Wow. So big. God, Very big. Let's see. You wonder. It makes you wonder where all these uh, Greek myths come from, right? Like, because I think, wasn't it Medusa who was defended by uh, a couple of giant scorpions? Or 
Maybe that was just from the movies, you know, <laughs> of um, Jason and the Argonauts. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's where some of the uh, mythos comes from with Leviathan. Maybe they mm -hmm. saw these fossilized remains and thought those were like baby ones or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> hey, people used to think um, dolphin and whale bones were fossils. Uh, they thought they were flying snakes mm -hmm. or dragon fossils. So I think this striped bark scorpion, those are the ones that I saw in Grandma's basement. Oh. But you said, how big do they get? Oh, I didn't say how big that one gets. Okay. I mean, I've seen tiny ones in Florida called a hence scorpion. It was barely bigger than my thumbnail. I mean, some are pretty small and... Yeah, this is saying one to one and a half inches. But I thought they were bigger. I thought the ones that I saw were bigger than that. It might have been like Maybe. the... The startling realization it's a scorpion, they feel like they're bigger. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Mm. Now, here's something sweet about scorpions. Whenever they're looking for potential mates, they dance. Oh, do they? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's only of a few minutes, or it could be hours, and they actually dance. They, they, they grab their little claws together, and they actually will sway. <laughs> They will sway, and sometimes their little tails will sway as well, or they'll bump the little stinging parts of their tails together with their little dance <laughs> until, like, one is impressed or they try to eat each other then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like a dangerous dance. They have to make sure, like, okay, is this okay? Are we all right? <laughs> wow. I can't quite see you. <laughs> Step on his toes. I know, right? Now, they also give birth to live young. They do not lay eggs. Fascinating. Yes. And they have a ridiculously long gestation period, up to 18 months. Wow. That's an incredibly long time. Thank goodness. And when they're born, the mom carries the babies on her back. Oh. And she's very aggressive about defending them till they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I learned this today, too. Some of the babies will stay with the mother for up to two years. Wow. Some species, definitely not all. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the two years thing, scorpions, like ticks, can go about a year or so without food. No way. I'm like, these arachnid families, they're crazy. Wow. Yes. <laughs> The venom, which is everybody's big topic whenever they think about scorpions, is the venom. Mm -hmm. The venom in scorpions contains dozens of different toxins. Wow. And some species have a higher concentration of different ones than others, so you have to be very specific when you get stung. Mm -hmm. Of the 1,500 known species, only 25 are thought to be able to kill humans. Oh, even if you don't have an allergy. Okay. Uh, this is a healthy person who has no allergies. There's a few out there. Wow, that's really unlucky if they do kill you. Yes. Now, of course, everybody wonders, what's the most venomous one? Mm -hmm. The Death Stalker. Of course. Is the most venomous. Nice name. Yes. Doesn't live here. It's in North Africa and the Middle East. Phew. Yes, they're very far away. Now... Scorpions can also control how much venom they use per sting. Oh, yeah. consider it. 
Yes, and it's a very important thing to be able to do because venom takes a massive amount of energy and food for a scorpion to produce, that tiny little bulb full. Mm, I see. So they don't want to waste it. Right, right. So they would rather use it as a last line of defense. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So mm. if they sting you, it is your fault. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't want to do it. That's like Chris Rock's... Uh theory on gun control right you should just make the bullets like five thousand dollars each <laughs> and if someone does get shot you're like well I mean, you paid a he, lot of money for that one <laughs> you might have deserved it then maybe <laughs> <laughs> on a plus note we all know that you know some scorpions can kill you now mm-hmm. what is the use of the venom it is being used to save lives okay so Scorpion venom is taken, and it's being used in medical biomimicry. What that means is yeah. they're making duplicates of it mm-hmm. so they can make anti-venoms uh, to save people I from see. itself. Right, 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 right. Let's see. The Deathstalker scorpion, as dangerous as it is, has actually helped with its venom in diagnosing and treating certain cancers. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a very specific toxin in there. I, You guys can go look it up. It's a, It begins with a C and an H. I can't say it. It's mm-hmm. too long. Okay. There's a chemical in it, and it's been working wonders. Fascinating. Yes. Other pros from studying scorpion venom and its benefits. Scientists are using it to fight bacteria, mm-hmm. certain funguses, malaria parasites, Wow. It's also being studied as an anti-inflammatory for arthritis mm-hmm. and autoimmune disorders because there's a certain peptide in it, I think. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow. So after all this, you know, I always have to follow up. What use is a scorpion on a homestead? Well, they will eat anything and everything that is a bug. Chickens? No, but, you know, oh. if one's desperate, okay. they might try to nibble on a toe. Okay. But they will eat anything that's not a plant. Gotcha. So if you want your plants to be, you know, very well protected on the ground, mm-hmm. they're great ground control. So they don't eat plants. They love bugs. And if they're big enough, they're going to take out a mouse. I guess if they're only like an inch and a half, I shouldn't be too worried about them, really. Yeah, but, most uh, in the U.S. are really small. Okay. There's a few that are decent, but... Mm-hmm. I think the largest one is in Asia, and it's like nine inches long or something like that. Oh, okay. Pretty big scorpion. All right. So that, that's about <laughs> wrapping it up right there. They're really cool armored arachnids. They are fascinating, aren't they? <laughs> okay, well, quick thought for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little shorter um, show this week, I think. Um, but, um, yeah, um, nice little article on... Um, Places in and around uh, Gloucestershire that you can go to do yoga classes. Um, there's, I'll just run through the quick list here. We've got the Orange Yoga in Cheltenham. That looks like nice. They've got photos here. So I'll put, the, um, I'll put the article on our Facebook page. Uh, Stroud, they've got a yoga space, or it's called Stroud Yoga Space, I guess. Stroud. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, east of Gloucester. Uh, there's... Yara in Broadway. Um, oh, that's in Worcester. Yeah, Worcester. And then 
You've got uh, Ella and Fleur hot yoga in Cheltenham. Ellen and Fleur. And you can see by the photo, it must be hot in there. Look, they're hardly wearing anything. <laughs> it's supposed to be super hot in there. Like, I, I can't remember what the temperature is, but it's just sweat pours off of you, and you're just being still. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Warrior and Wild in Nailsworth again. Nailsworth. <laughs> yeah, famous now. The Nook Yoga Studio in Tewkesbury, a place called Six Ways to Yoga, or Six Ways Yoga in Cheltenham, and the Cameo Studio in Broadway, and then, oh, the Barefoot Nomad in Stowe on the Wold. I like that, Barefoot Nomad. <laughs> Barefoot Nomad. And then the Isborne Wellbeing Center in Cheltenham, so... Anyway, I just thought, you know, um, I've been doing, I guess since, you know, 2008, really, uh, do my own version of yoga. Okay. I, I would never go to a yoga class. I'd be too embarrassed. You know, oh. it's like the, um, it's like one of the, who's a stand-up comedian that says, you know, going to yoga is, or going to a yoga class is like standing in a room with, or sitting in a room with a bunch of strangers Stretching and trying not to fart. <laughs> and so I prefer to do mine at home. <laughs> That's not just because I eat a lot of broccoli. It's because, I don't know, it feels, you know, especially when I started out. I mean, I do not do yoga. Let me stress that. But I have found it very beneficial to touch my toes every morning, to, you know, reach, stretch to the sky uh, do the neck, you know, turning of the neck and loosening up the muscles. Like, I think I showed you one a few weeks ago where it, it isn't really much stretching at all, right? I think you do like one or two push-ups, you do a few sit-ups in it, but more it's about like cleansing the mind, you know, just being in the moment for 10 minutes. Um, and I found it very beneficial, you know. Excellent. there's, there's uh, So the... The video that I showed you came from Ken Wilber's Integral Institute up in Colorado. And his main thing that he claimed was that, you know, there was the one uh, pose that we were doing, which was you have to imagine that you're pushing this huge boulder. Well, you obviously you're not really pushing against anything, but if you kind of pretend that you're pushing against something that's really heavy, that can be a workout for your muscles in itself because you're tensing up the muscles somehow and i don't know you know yeah. you're not actually like doing any repetitions of weightlifting <laughs> it's just that action can apparently uh now you know don't take my word for it but yeah. um that, that can actually help the main thing that I've, i have found though is to stay limber you know limber flexible uh, like I said, touch your toes and, you know, clearing out the mind. Um, I mean, lately, you know. Yeah, and it feels I've, nice. It probably comes from liking things like swimming and cycling, which are very, uh, to me, they're very introverted, right? And I they're can, low impact. Low impact. And I can do them on my own. I don't have to compete with anyone. Yep. Um, and, yeah, kind of get lost in my own world, which... Is my favorite place. There you so, go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I, I like about my own version of yoga. But 
Uh, yeah, I've seen some of the things that they do, and I'm not doing those. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not putting like ankles behind my head or anything stupid like oh, that. Oh no! But uh, yeah, certainly, you know, being able to stay limber, I think that's been very beneficial, and both for body and mind. I don't know that we have um, much else going on. I mean, it's summer, right? Beginning of summer. Oh yeah, it's starting to get very warm. So you. Probably shouldn't really be listening to podcasts, you know, unless you're like lying on the beach or maybe you're driving to your best, your destination yes. right now. Relaxing and, on uh, a float trip listening. You got tired of uh, listening to extremist radio and now you want <laughs> just a little palate cleanser. Well, here we are. We're like the sorbet of podcasts. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. I'll see you. You've been listening to One Bloke Went to Moe.